Hello and welcome to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. I'm Sarah. I'm Melinda. And this is a travel podcast for the adventuresome, or the people just thinking about being adventuresome. Someday? Maybe? Possibly. Just light your travel candle, fire up this podcast, get cozy. What's it's a, cold outside. What's a travel candle? I'm sure there's something out there that's like this candle smells like travel. They make hopefully like the candles. good. Yeah, exactly. Like the good side of travel, and not like the end of the travel when everything's just stinky. Hmm, that's my nostalgia scent. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully, there's got to be something. There's got to be a candle that smells like travel out there. And if it smells good, tell me about it. I want it. I'm not certain about candles that smell like travel, but I know that there's a whole genre on Pinterest of candles designed for travel because traveling without your candles would be such a burden. Sarah started the fire. It was always burning. (laughs) Yeah, that just seems like a good way to burn down a hostel. Let's not travel with candles. I do not, and I don't plan on starting on it. Good plan. (laughs) I think that's one we can stick to. It's like the easy one. It's not like anywhere on my packless radar. <laughs> I'm going to sneak a candle into your suitcase and be like, Melinda, look, you broke your, your resolution. God, I, I really thought you could do it this time. You don't even make New Year's resolutions, so. <laughs> Plus, how are we going to have our travel seance? We can buy candles there. We don't have to travel with them. Okay, as long as we get to have a seance. Let's go to New Orleans. Okay. Okay. That seems like the perfect, like, spooky, either New Orleans or the Stanley Hotel. Either way. Yep. So what's your cocktail this week? Um, I have kombucha, which is almost like a cocktail. It's got the booch. Sounds like I have a disease. Uh, it's gingerade. Because it (laughs) sounded good. It's kind of warm and cozy. Ginger's good for you. I don't doubt that it is good for you. In fact, I'm certain it is. It just burns. So does cinnamon. Yeah, cinnamon burns in a good way. Chili mm-hmm. burns in a good way. Ginger burns in an acid reflux way. No. Well, no. For, for my cocktail, I got, there's this weird thing in Germany where like in the US, if you have flavored milk, it's like chocolate or strawberry or something like that. Here, it's literally anything under the sun. I have seen lemonade milk. I have seen lemon wafer milk. What the difference is? That sounds is? like curdled milk. One would think, but it's not. But today I got hazelnut milk which kind of tastes like a nutella milkshake which means so it is cannot... it chocolate and hazelnut or just hazelnut well it's hazelnut but kind of leans a little chocolatey not quite as strongly as nutella does because it's literally chocolate and hazelnut right i i, I am aware of the ingredients in nutella <laughs> right well it doesn't sound like it if you're comparing it to your milk that's not chocolate it's just hazelnut but it's more hazelnut than chocolate but there's like a, a sweet chocolatey undertone less in your face than Nutella is. And it's good, and I would have finished it, but the dog stole it, and now I cannot find it. Gross. That's gonna be some stinky aftermath. Yep, probably. Yuck. These are the things no one tells you when you get a dog. Like, yesterday, Moose decided if he wanted my intention, the best way he should get it is to rear up on his hind legs and then punch me in the boob. Gets your attention, though, doesn't it? It, it certainly did, but it did not make me want to rush to put my shoes on to go walk him more than it already had. Maybe he had the poops and he had to go now, damn it. Boop slam! Like, no, this is not how we ask for things. <laughs> Hard pass. Hard pass. Have fun with your stinky cocktail. Yeah, 
when I find May it. May you find it sooner than later, because <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah, I'm sure it's probably just behind the couch, but I haven't had a chance to go look for it. So, do you have an update for this week? No, got I got nothing. nothing. No, it's too short of a turnaround this time due to holiday nonsense. Yeah, so my update this week is that I contributed to a Kickstarter several months ago where they were selling swabs like cotton swabs but made out of silicone and so that they're reusable it's called last swab um they arrived they work well they're fine but the whole kickstarter process is awful and i always forget i've contributed to three kickstarters now and i forget oh wait this never goes according to their plan so for, (laughs) for instance these swabs were supposed to be shipped from denmark therefore not um, affected by import taxes for the EU. And uh, the company decided, eh, we're going to save a little money and ship them from China. Hmm. Which means that everybody in the EU who thought they were getting their product from within the EU now has to pay import fees, which blows. Yuck. So on top of the price we paid, a lot of us will be paying 20%. Luckily, my package was below the threshold for import fees, so I don't have to pay anything. I'm guessing there's a lot of people who do because their Kickstarter page is going off. People are pissed. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I feel like they have every right to be too. That's more expenses that they did not anticipate on paying for on this. Uh, I also contributed to the Baobacks Travel Pants uh, Kickstarter and they're facing the same issue. But because the price of the pants in, are inherently more than the threshold for import fees, everyone in the EU is going to be slammed with these import taxes. And uh, it's not going to be cheap. It's probably going to be 25 euros per pair. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. And in the EU, or at least in Germany, if you don't go to the customs office to pick up your packages to pay the import fee, you get slammed with a 20 euro fee for wasting their time. Nobody wins! So if you reject it, you're charged something. If you take it, you're charged something. And these pants are getting pretty expensive real quick. Yikes. That's so terrible. And to top it all off, if you look at their page, you can see that people who have received their packages and paid the fees anyway are saying that the pants they received are two to three sizes too small. Nobody really wins. Nobody (laughs) gets pants either. All right, kids, you heard it. No more pants. We're done with them. I mean, if they're off that much, that means they're extra small, which I think is where the sizing starts, is a child size, essentially. Maybe I wanted pants for my cat that are way too expensive. Because three sizes smaller than an XS, that's 4XS. It's the size of the Grinch's heart. Granted, I don't know that every size is that much smaller, but according to the comments, they're all significantly smaller than they should be. That's terrible. This is pants for nobody. Right. And it makes me feel like an idiot because I know when they did the Kickstarter for their jackets, they did two rounds of Kickstarters, the first round of jackets, the second version of the jackets, and they were all plagued by sizing issues. 
and you'd think by their third or fourth Kickstarter, they'd have this size thing sorted out. But apparently, no. You're asking for too much. Yeah. Just, it's it's too much. We can't. Oh, and the icing on the cake is that of the people who supported their Kickstarter, I think they said 30% of the packages have shipped. But if you order directly from their website now, because they're out of Kickstarter, they're now just selling directly as well, you will get those orders more quickly. Interesting. Huh. <sighs> Kickstarter. Womp womp. Yeah, pretty much. So at some point we might do a full episode about travel Kickstarters because there's so, so many of them, but uh, probably not until after I get this package and I can fully tell you whether or not they, these pants can be pulled up over my knee, but I'm going to guess that they won't. <laughs> That's like joint socks, <laughs> like foot pants. Well, if you cut them up, you could use them as leg warmers. So win-win. No. <laughs> No, this is not a win-win whatsoever. Unless you were like one of the lucky ducks that actually got ones that fit you. But yikes. Well, and if you know that this brand sizes really poorly and you're in the low to middle range of sizes, you could size up significantly and probably be fine. But if you are like me and you are at the high end of their sizing range, there's no sizing up beyond what I've got. So thanks for the fancy pants for Christmas. Yeah, congratulations. They might fit or they might come up to my knees. Uh, I'm guessing you don't have a 32 inch inseam. I can be tall if I want to. Well, bunch them up and then you've got like parachute pants. It's Hamata. No, 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 no. Anyway, so that's my update. And if I find out more when I get the package and whatnot, I will let you know because this is going to be quite the saga of returns that they're about to face if it's true what people are saying. I can't wait to see my new pants. Anyway, do you have a new story for this week? I do, which is um, pretty interesting. And it's something that is going to be happening to SeaTac Airport, which is home of my flying hub. That does not make it sound cooler. Yeah, um, my, my flight hub. But uh, Delta Airlines is hoping to implement biometric boarding for international travels sometime in December of this year. Um, there's a commission meeting that will be happening later on to see if they can go through with it. Uh, it's facial recognition technology so you don't have to use your boarding pass or your um, passport it'll end up taking a picture of you and it'll compare it to the database for your visa or your uh, passport application that you submitted for border control and whatnot so it's kind of trippy and like it's already a thing in Atlanta Detroit and New York I think LAX is doing it now too Um, but it's one things that they're using for boarding and that they're hoping to implement into like checking in your baggage checking in Mm -hmm. like all that stuff that it just snaps a picture prints out a tag with your name and they slap it on your bag oh i feel like that would save a lot of people grabbing the wrong bag so that aspect wouldn't be too bad oh your picture's not on the bag it just prints out a label with your name because it knows Uh, who you are based on your biometrics or your physical characteristics less helpful but yeah the the thing is is that you know people are like oh that seems like a good idea it'll make traveling easier since it's you know a hot mess anyways but the airports that have it people don't realize it and then all of a sudden like they're let through there's no showing of a passport or a boarding pass they're just like magically on their plane already and they didn't know it was a thing that makes me wonder as i'm sure they've thought of this before but do they have any contingencies for like identical twins or people who've aged significantly since their passport photo was taken people who stopped dyeing their hair since their passport photo was taken uh, i was mostly thinking of children like for instance my niece is still traveling on the same passport that she's had since she was oh because 10. they last 
Yeah, for a long time if you're um, under 18. They last five years, but anything under 18, you're aging significantly from the start of your passport validity to the end. So I think my niece turns 13 next year and her passport photos from when she was 10. I mean, her face is the same. It's just different size. She's grown. Wow. Are you saying that she has a fat head or fat I'm face? saying she's like six feet tall now. Hello, you're a family of giants. My nephew is taller than I am. My niece will very easily pass me up as well. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's not a lot on the there's like it's coming a thing and they want it to be um in the US customs at SeaTac when they open up their their new section of the airport in like the summer of next year. So, it kind of sounds like they want to like full on go with this and it's like mm, maybe pump the brakes because there's a lot of issues about privacy and whatnot that's concerning. I don't know. It's kind of trippy when you let technology to like too much. Yeah, well, and I think there's a service like Clear where they use those biometrics to get you in through security quickly. But the difference is, is you sign up for Clear. You are voluntarily participating in a program that uses your biometrics to let you through security. And while I'm sure they're going to change the terms of carriage to include this, it's not something people are going to be aware of initially, at least. And well, I mean, if they're if they're doing this for customs and like this whole section of the airport, I think people are going to be more aware. But when it's one airline starting to do it at a few airports, mm-hmm. that's when you're not going to know and be like, what the hell? When do I agree to this? Yeah, actually, I have two co-workers who were in New York last week for a business trip and one of them when she was checking in for her flight a pop-up came out that says uh this airport is testing new biometrics and you this is a beta program so you can waive your right to use it but please be advised you'll go through the regular customs lines and potentially this new system will be faster and she tried to opt out of it and the button wouldn't work so she had to opt in oh that's cheating (laughs) but i don't think if it's in a beta program it's not going to necessarily be better because they're trying to test run Mm -hmm. to make the improvements so it actually functions somewhat when they release it and then you know it'll still have a lot of issues i don't know too soon yeah not like i really fly delta so whatever yeah well i have three delta flights in december so potentially i will get to see this in action yeah it'll be interesting to see how this goes it's just they probably need to start by making um visible statements about what they're doing with technology to their customers otherwise they're gonna drive people away unless you're a you know a first adapter and you want everything digital and faster i don't necessarily want to be the guinea pig group yeah i can see how it could be super beneficial and that there's a diverse way of number of ways you could implement this technology. I can also see why people would be super pissed about it too. But on the other hand, when you get a passport, all of that data exists already. The question is, does the airline get to have it too? Yeah. It's like, I'm submitting this to like government agencies, not to everybody. Yeah. That's just me. I don't know. I don't like, what if you're like going through and for some reason there's a glitch in the system and it's like, oh, this person's not supposed to fly. Mm, I don't know that that's something we should we would have to worry about. The thing is, is international travelers have to send this stuff out anyway. I had a friend, another friend in New York last week, and she had to do like the finger scan and the photo and all of that, and the machine just didn't work. And so they made her go to another machine, didn't work, go to another machine, didn't work. Eventually, they're just like, you know, we could just do this the old fashioned way. Hey, yeah. So you're you're still gonna have to have that in practice because it's technology, and sometimes technology fails and shuts down. Yeah. So as long as there's still a plan B in place, regardless of how far we are into this, 
that's probably something for them to keep in mind. Yeah. You're welcome. Free tip, you guys. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much of this has actually ended up being implemented at SeaTac. And uh, yeah, I mean, I should be coming home at some point from a trip once the new uh, International Customs Terminal thingy is operating. So it's an adventure. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so this week, we are going to be talking about what kind of gifts you should think about getting for someone in your life who likes to travel or is about to embark on their first international travel or maybe domestic travel, but what kind of things you could get to support them during this holiday season. And again, we are an unloved, unsponsored podcast. So these are just things that we like and want to talk about. So hopefully you like it. Tell your friends. But, uh, you know, if you want to, if you want us to talk about your company and your product, uh, drop us a line. Yeah, we'll talk about stuff. We're good talkers. We talk real good. I can word. Sometimes. I can has cheeseburger. Mm, also no. Oh, wow. No cheeseburger for you. You can have a regular burger. I know what happens when you eat cheese delightfulness happens yeah, i don't know that's what also i'm really it. hungry right now <laughs> okay let's stop talking about and food. we're not talking about food so this is very disappointing and let's start let's talking. go back to last episode <laughs> okay you go back to that or one. last I'm gonna last continue this there was, one there was food at the market one yes all right things that you can get as gifts that are on the smaller side and will actually last unlike buying them food unless it's but, like packaged food so we've got three categories here small stuff middle stuff and like the big splashy gift for when you really want to impress someone or if you're a grandparent because grandparents do the splashy gifts hi i'm also in the market of grandparents I don't have any. Me either. Hey, high five. If you want to indulge me, I will write you letters and update you how things are. If you want to, you know, shower me with awesome gifts. (laughs) So starting off with the small gifts, there's no good segue from talking about one and grandparents. Small gifts and a really easy basic thing to get someone is just a power converter because... The world is not full of the same type of plugs. What? I know, shocking. It's almost as if the world is made up of independent nations that make their own decisions. Weird, right? That's so weird. That's like trippier than biometrics at an airport. Yes. Totally. The plugs will take over the world someday. Who cares about AI? It's the plugs we gotta worry about. <laughs> it's those damn power ports. Ah, uh, yeah. Power converters are always handy. You know, don't destroy your electronics by cramming in the wrong plug in the wrong hole. Yeah, and if you know that they're going to be traveling with something big and expensive, get one with a voltage converter too. Yeah. <laughs> don't set the place on fire. Good plan, Sarah. Hey. <laughs> um, another solid uh choice would be like uh travel bottles or pouches in mind to hold on to your liquids or hey just go for the solid toiletries yep who doesn't want soap uh people Soap's who prefer fun. being smelly or you know christmas time's a great time like sarah found out those matador pouches are pretty damn nice but a little spendy so you know it, it's a gift that shows that you have listened to the person talk about their travels or if nothing else it's a gift that shows you listen to us and really yeah. isn't that the gift everyone wants <laughs> That's the gift that I want. I'm easy, you guys. Just, you know, listen and love us. Oh, Love me! Um, Another gift that you might want to consider is an eye mask and a neck pillow. Neck pillows are kind of hit or miss because you have to find the one that works for you, but you can't go wrong with an eye mask. Just get them the ostrich thing. The one that you put your head in? Yeah. I just want to see more of those. <laughs> okay, well, I haven't seen them, you know, in the real world, but I want to. I get think people like- these so I can see them on flights. I 
I think the ostrich pillow is sort of like Sasquatch. Many claim to have seen it, but no one actually has. Maybe, maybe. Speaking about Sasquatch, for the traveler in your life, you can get them a, a Sasquatch guidebook. There's some good squatching places in the Pacific Northwest. But or, no, you really. Know. Guidebooks, guidebooks in general, whether it's your regular Rick Steves travel, your Atlas Obscura, or your squatching guides. That's some fun reads. I think that's always good. Good gifts. Help them plan for an upcoming trip that they're excited about. Yeah, and every guidebook has a different target demographic, so if you aren't certain which one, maybe get them a gift card for books at a local bookstore to support local companies. Or just get them the Squatching Guide. Because you can't go wrong with that. No, it sounds like a fun time. But if they're really into Sasquatch, what you really need to get them is self-published Amazon Sasquatch Erotica. Because that exists, and it is terrible. And nothing says, hey, you're the weird friend in the group, quite like gifting them Sasquatch erotica. I think you're the weird friend in this group because you know this is a thing. Oh, it comes up on radio shows all the time. You name it, if it is a cryptozoology creature, there's erotica about it on Amazon. Mothman. Oh, I'm certain. Uh, I am sorry I opened up the can of worms for everybody, but now you know what to get Sarah for Christmas. Oh, someone wrote and self-published Sounders Erotica? Nope. 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 it crushes my soul that that exists. And that it has reviews. You know what needs to happen, though? It needs to be, like, a believable book. Like, the person that was reading uh, Harry Potter online, like, online books, and then ended up getting into, like, fanfic (laughs) midway through the series. Yes, I remember that. Yes. Um... No, none of that. No, thank you. Uh-huh. Moving on. Anyway. Packing cubes! Packing cubes are a great gift. They're so handy and having different size options, I think is really good because depending on where you're going, maybe you don't need like the big square ones, but a bunch of little ones or you want a little bunch of little ones. So everything has a home and a place. Yes. Fully support the packing cube revolution. Yeah. Yeah. I love how organized it makes my bag. I mean, and if your bag's going to get searched, you might as well give them a little extra work too by opening packing cubes. (laughs) <laughs> Plus, fair is fair. If, if your bag gets searched, it goes back together more neatly if everything's in packing cubes. Yes, yeah. If it's just kind of a hot mess of things, it's going to leave as a hot mess of things. Yep. Get cubes. One set for you, one set for your gift recipient. Another good idea is if this person has been traveling previously and you see that they take really nice photos, maybe have a print made of one of their photos, either on canvas yeah. or just print it out and put in a frame for them well i mean the wonderful world of the internet gives you so many different options of people who do really cool print things like they can print your photos on wood which gives it a really yeah it gives it a really cool effect and it's it's something very personalized and rad and you know it gives them something to do with that photo they took 50 years ago of the pyramids when they were new. When they were new. 50 <laughs> years Not 50 ago. years ago, but I'm just saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that travel photo that you've had hanging around doing nothing because you decided, oh, one day I'll do something with this. Here you go. Problem solved. I saw one recently where two friends took their travel photos and had them printed on passport covers and matching luggage tags. And it was really sweet. It was like, oh, here's our travel photos. And now our bags are very clearly identifiable from a long distance. But also- because 
it's just like your face looking a little haggard because you just got off a long ass flight. No, it was like sassy Instagram solo photos. You know, the kind where it's the back of the person. Heaven's Gate with the mirror. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Every time I see like travel groups posting pictures of Heaven's Gate with the reflection, I'm like, I can do that too. (laughs) I made a lake for Teddy. What's up? Teddy being the troll that we saw in Denmark. Yeah, he's my favorite. Another idea is to give them a reusable water bottle. It's both good for travel and just good for everyday life and good for the earth. So yay, earth. Yay, earth. You can't see the world if there is no world or if it's just full of plastic. Aw, we could create a new continent out of plastic, though. Think of the travel destinations we could create. This is a terrible idea. Do not listen to me. Yeah, I'm not liking this. I'm backing out. Um, But, you know, if the person, your gift recipient already has a, a large collection of reusable water bottles. There's always a pack towel, or if you want to get a little fancier, a Turkish towel. Nothing says luxury like a fancy towel. And a super useful towel. Like pack towels are nice. They dry quickly. That whole... They do exactly what they're supposed to do. Turkish towels are more than a towel, though. They are your, like, five-in-one yeah. piece of fabric. Yeah. Could be a cover-up at the beach, or... A picnic blanket, or a blanket, or a shawl or a pillow or I don't know if you want to get creative I'm sure you can make it into a swan or something too if you work on a cruise you definitely can cruises and their towel animals my goodness yeah um yeah Amazon to name one vendor has a array of options for Turkish towels pack towels are nice because they're microfiber towels so it's just kind of good for every day for like drying your hair <laughs> you don't end up as frizzy and they dry out and take a lot of moisture out of your hair this is true yeah they're not my favorite for like drying off all of me but it does some nice things for my hair makes it happier so another idea that you might want to consider is a battery pack because traveling with a dead phone sucks getting lost someplace you don't know where you don't speak the language without a phone double sucks so a battery pack is just a super useful thing to have with you just in case. And also that's how a good portion of people take their travel photos anymore. So if you want to take photos of things, you need a battery. And you can get all sorts. You can get little ones, you can get big ones, decorative, basic. The world is your oyster. If I if I were to recommend a battery, I would say doesn't matter what battery you get as long as it's 10,000 milli millo whatever's, give or take. That's a millikittens. Millikittens. Um milliliters. It's 10,000 milliliters of battery. It's not. No, no, it's not. But that seems to be enough to recharge most phones twice. And that way you're not charging the battery pack every single night. You can go higher than that, but I wouldn't go higher than 20,000. That's like a nice range to cover all your needs. Yeah, I mean, your battery pack does not have to be like the size of a textbook. You can get a smaller one and be okay. Yeah. No need to go bananas. I just don't like the little batteries that it's like 1,000 milliwood. Whatever's. Yeah, but that's that's gonna give me a little bit of battery on my phone, that but it's gave not gonna ten percent longer time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with them, but they're not quite as useful as a larger battery. Yes, some are just silly and decorative. Yes. Another cool thing, it's something I kind of like the idea of, but not the mess that would come with it, is a scrap scratch mat map. Ooh, so about those words I said I was good at. <laughs> 
uh, a scratch map where you can scratch off the different locations of where you've been. Uh, they usually seem to come in um, like US states or globe formats. So depending on how far of a traveler you are or what you're into, that's an option. I think there's like um, national forests and parks. Oh, I haven't ones seen that too. One. I'm kind of interested in that because I'm trying to encourage Mike that like, hey, let's go see a lot of like national parks and forests. That could be cool. I like outside. Shut up. Yeah. That's how I ease them into going squatching. <laughs> we probably been, won't do that. I'm kidding. <laughs> you've been reading way too much Sasquatch erotica. No, because I didn't know that was a thing and I didn't want to know it was a thing. A likely story. No. I see through God, you. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a cool decorative way to show where you've been and you know anticipate where you need to go next except it just sounds messy that's the only thing i don't like about it yeah and if you don't want to buy a scratch map you could also make a pin map really easily i made one a few years ago by taking a poster of the world and using spray adhesive to put it down on some foam core and then putting that in a frame but taking like a cheap poster frame but I took the plastic out of the front so it's just the poster inside the frame and then you just stick your pins in it and it's it was something that I had always wanted but I thought was too difficult to make myself and too expensive to buy and it came together really quickly and cheaply yeah which I like stuff like that that's cool it's kind of like when you go to a hostel and they have a big map and then you put a pin where you're from Mm -hmm. to see like everybody that's come through like stuff like that is really cool i like it i, I like do too. it plus making it makes it an extra special gift so yeah especially if you're giving it as a gift that would be super cool to do and a lot easier than anticipated yeah it actually was super easy so along the same vein a decorative globe is also a nice gift it's potentially a little literal but um i know for instance world market sells inexpensive ones so i got a little itty bitty globe in pink and gold that I keep on my entryway table. And it's just sort of like a nice visual reminder. I'm like, oh yeah, the world is pretty. So you don't have to get the full big size ones, but people who like travel also like looking at little visual reminders of the world. At yep. least I do. And it doesn't have to be like a desktop globe. This could also include like an ornament. So something mm-hmm. they can hang on a holiday tree or just somewhere in their house for funsies, decoration. Yeah, speaking There's of There's a which, lot of globe shit. Did you see that one of Hallmark's ornaments of the year is a globe? No. It's a little globe that has pins sticking out of it and there's like a banner scroll across it that says just go that's not our motto i don't want that it's close it out. <laughs> ours is better um yeah if it's not a halloween themed or something i don't want it oh okay fine no yeah. presents for you no, no no i want the presents i just want halloween or like nightmare before christmas ornament that's not our podcast wow um Another handy, uh, useful small item that you can get for people would be some awesome adventure sunglasses. I, you've might have heard it before where I talked about the Humps Optic sunglasses that I purchased a while back, how they're made to be durable and travel with you and, you know, protect your eyeballs and survive anything you put it through. So something like that, it's 
they're not super expensive. They're reasonably priced. Um, they're probably the best sunglasses I've ever had. They stay on my face. They don't slip off my nose. I don't sweat them off. Yeah, they're they're probably the best sunglasses I've had. So if you know someone needs an updated pair of sunglasses or anything for their adventures that's going to be durable and actually protect your eyes from all the outsideness, it's one of the brands I recommend. Of all the outsideness, the outsideness is a little loud and bright sometimes. And you got to protect your eyeballs. I'm just picturing you walking around with safety goggles now. No, those don't have UV protection. Some do. So lastly on our list of smaller things is a luggage scale. So one of the things that is really a huge pain in the ass when you're packing is having to get on the scale, weigh yourself, pick up your suitcase, weigh it, do the math, figure out how much your suitcase weighs. Panic because you saw a very large, heavy number for yourself, but hey, you're (laughs) holding your suitcase, so that's not real. And so they make little scales where sometimes it's a hook that you hang your suitcase from. Sometimes it's a nylon strap that loops back up into the scale itself. There's a bunch of different kinds. They all work essentially the same way. The goal is, is that it tells you how much your suitcase weighs so you don't have to guess at it. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're going through an airline that has a very, very strict weight limit. Don't get caught off guard. Luggage scales are amazing. And also some of the ones at the airport lie to you. This is true. So don't let your traveling friend be caught off guard. Chances are, though, if they travel a lot, they probably have one already. So just buy them the batteries. Yeah, here's some batteries. Congratulations. Merry Christmas. That's like the one thing people forget for holidays, right? Batteries. New toys, new luggage scales, you get those batteries, keep them going for good. So yeah, that wraps up the smallish gifts. Now we're getting to the like middle of the road. Section one is I vaguely know you gifts. Section two is we know each other pretty well gifts. Or if you're not made out of bunny, you can pick a few of the smaller ones to put together as like a travel basket. Yes. Which would be super cool. Yeah. Which... That kind of appeals to me more than, like, one big thing. When it's like, uh, I feel obligated to appreciate you for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to appreciate you. Shit, now I have to send you thank you cards every year. Every time (laughs) I use it, I have to tell you about it. Yeah, no. Um, Yeah, small things put together can make a good big thing or middle of the road thing, too. But if you really, really want to indulge somebody, nice packable jacket. Yeah, and these don't have to be super expensive. Like, packable jackets can start fairly low. Well, a packable jacket can be anywhere from a raincoat to a warmer jacket, or just a good old light jacket every day, any climate sort of thing. Um, It doesn't have to be, like, a parka that packs down. Right. So, if you are uncertain where to start, a good place for something that's not going to super duper break the bank would be Uniqlo. They have all kinds of packable jackets. Plus the bonus of their down jackets is that if you pack it into its little stuff sack, it can also be used as a pillow. It's not the world's Mm -hmm. greatest pillow, but in a pinch, it'd be nice to have. I mean, it's on par with five minutes crafts. Like, here's how to roll up your sweatshirt to be a pillow. (laughs) But it actually is supposed to be rolled up, so... Exactly. Yeah, it's going to function probably a little bit better. But yeah, there's different brands. There's different styles, jackets. The world is your oyster on this one. Yes. Speaking of clothes, 
you can also just go the easy route and be like, hey, I know you like this place. Here's a gift card. They have travel stuff. That could be gear. That could be clothing. That could be... I was going to say doodads, but that's not quite... You know what I mean? Like thingamajigs. Widgets. Whatchamacallits, but not the candy. Ooh, gross. That would be a weird present. Oh, I'm going to find you like a case of it now. A case of gift cards for whatchamacallits? No, no, no. Just whatchamacallits. So then you're like stuck with it. Oh, that sounds great. Another good gift idea is pawning off that lira you've had in your house for 25 years to someone that will be traveling. It's a terrible gift. (laughs) God, that'd be a horrible practical joke to be like, hey, here's some lira. Have fun in Italy. This will get you started. And then you get there and try and pay for something. And they're like, (laughs) what is this? That's a sign you haven't done enough research for your trip. I feel like currency is the first thing you should check. That's also a sign that whoever is the gift giver doesn't like you that much. (laughs) Or is really old. Yeah. I mean, pass if they're really old, but if they're not, (laughs) they're just being a jerk and it's kind of funny, but also really mean. Really quickly to add to the gift card, if you aren't sure where to get someone a gift card, REI would be a good place to start because they have a lot of the gear and the technical doodads and whatnots and whatchamacallits. Ooh, I don't think they have those. That's what you think. But um, there's lots of stores you could pick. E-bags, something like that. But uh, REI in general has pretty much a little bit of everything. Yeah. Enough to where if you got that for the traveler in your life, they're going to be able to find something or pick out something really cool that they're going to be really happy with for travel. Yeah. It might be a jacket, it might be pants, it might be clothes, like some sort of clothing thing, but they could also find luggage and flashlights and whatever they might need. Another really good gift that might not be a middle of the road item, but could be. Yeah, I had questions about this one, so I made notes. A packable day pack or a travel purse. Oh, we were not talking about the same thing yet. So a packable day packer travel purse, you can get cheap ones, you can get slightly more expensive ones too. But it's always a nice thing to have, especially if they're going to do like grocery shopping, or they need something to carry laundry in or something. Having something that packs away and doesn't take up a ton of space, but is also slightly, can be slightly larger to fill whatever need you have. It's just a good little asset to have in your back pocket. It's true. And not all packable like totes or grocery bags are created equally. Some just don't pack up the way they came. It's kind of like maps. Uh, folding them back up is not for everybody. And there's some that are super handy and self-contained, but actually big enough to hold stuff. I think that's another problem with some of the packable ones. Don't actually hold a whole lot, so they're not quite as handy as some. So mm-hmm. dig around on the webernets, see what you can find. Not all are created equal, kids. Yep. Another thing you can do, and this depends on what carrier they use. These are like borderline. They're not quite middle and they're not quite splashy. Well, it depends. They walk the line. So for instance, Verizon, we haven't even said what it is yet. Uh, You can offer to pay for a person's phone plan while they're traveling if they are on a carrier with a flat fee. So for instance, Verizon offers unlimited data roaming a monthly pass is 70 bucks. It's not going to break the bank, 
so long as they follow the rules. Um, this is why my to- notation is, it's a trap. Because this could also get expensive, depending on who it who it is or anything. You know what I mean? Depends on the carrier. Right. And the well, phone usage person. If it's someone on a flat fee, 70 for a month, yeah, that's not so bad. I've definitely heard of mothers offering to pay for this for their children so that they can keep in touch with them while they're traveling. Text me every five minutes. I want to see pictures. Uh, but if they're on like a pay-as-you-go type deal where you're paying for every gigabyte, do not do it. It will add up quickly. Tell them to get it's a local a trap. sim. Tell them to find a payphone. Oh, that'll be easy. <laughs> this is also coming from the same person that gave you Lyra. <laughs> And another middle-of-the-road type thing. It's definitely higher than most of these, but still not massively expensive, and that is to pay for their passport application. It's sort of a vote of confidence in in someone saying, yes, I want you to have this experience. Yes, I think you can handle it. That sounds a little maternalistic, but you know, if you're giving this to a younger person who's never traveled before, it's just sort of a supportive way to open a lot of doors for them. But also Sarah wants you to call her every five minutes so she knows that you're okay. Please make sure you're okay. I want you to check in every night and every morning. And then, you know, like every other afternoon. Also on the third Tuesday of every month. Yeah. <laughs> How about the fifth Tuesday of every month? The third one's usually kind of busy for me. Uh, you realize that lots of months have a fifth Tuesday, right? Not lots, just like half. Anyway. I'm going to need you to text me on uh, February 31st, please. Deal. Every February 31st. No problem. Did you know that I could have been born on February 29th? I was okay, so close. So close. You're not special, Chuck and Nut. You're not a leap year baby. <laughs> Think of how young I would be now. I feel like that's very problematic for your employment. <laughs> <laughs> Something about child labor laws. So now we're getting to the gifts that are a little bit a little bit splashier possibly a little bit more no i won't say they're more meaningful because they aren't more meaningful because they're more expensive but they're a bit more of an investment or if you just have money that you need to get rid of then call us 1-800-SEATTLE-2-UNKNOWN i thought our phone number was something with feet in it Ooh, nope did not agree to that (laughs) it's 1-800-SASMO Oh, we, we kind of talked about this already, but in like a more affordable way. But a splashy gift could be a gift card to a store where you can buy luggage. But yeah. we don't really want you to buy them luggage unless they've told you, I want this, this, and this from here. Because like we've talked about multiple times in other episodes is that luggage is a very personal trial and error thing. Yeah, and what you might think is excellent luggage is not necessarily something that fits their needs, so it's always better to let them pick it themselves. Yes, but you can help them get to picking out their luggage with uh, a gift card to a store where they can check out other, like, you know, a variety of different luggage options. I mean, it, they might end up getting like six travel purses instead of one large suitcases because that's what appeals to them. That is quite the travel look. I didn't say they're taking them all at once. They're for each season and then like two backups. I'm picturing someone like spreading their arms like their wings and it's just like... <laughs> it's just purses. <laughs> 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 the gift cards in their teeth. Kaka. That's how you show them. Thanks for the thanks for the gift card. Look what I got. <laughs> in a similar vein, you could also look into getting a gift card for a hotel chain. So it gives them a little bit of flexibility about where they stay without saying this is where you will be staying. Like, I've decided you will stay at this location. Well, 
actually, we're going to Italy instead. No, no, I bought you a gift card for a hotel in Kansas. You will be going to Kansas. Maybe I want to go to Kansas. Ah. Or similarly, instead of doing a gift card, you can gift them points, which maybe their hotel points, maybe their airline miles, something along that line that they can use flexibly without being locked into one specific route or place. Well, I mean... Most places anymore, there's gift cards for Airbnb, Hotels.com. Like, it doesn't even have to be a hotel chain. It could just be something on the right path for their bookings. So, yep. the world of gift cards is vast. Gift cards for everyone and for everything. Pretty much. Lots and lots of options. Another thing you could do is book them an experience on their trip. So if you know already where they are going... And you know that they are interested in cooking. You can book them a cooking class so they can learn how to cook local dishes. Or if you know that they are thrill seekers, get them a gift card to do bungee jumping. I know last year my sister's nieces were going to Las Vegas. So she booked them. They, she gave them a gift card so that they could do that um, zip line over the strip. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not the strip. It's through um, Old Vegas. Sure. I haven't been to Vegas in a really long time, so... It's... It's... There's a name for it. But it's like the old part of Vegas. It's not the strip. That's all open. You can't do that there. Well, it's somewhere in Vegas. You shouldn't try ziplining at places where there aren't zipline. <sighs> you fun ruin fact. all of my fun. You can. I'll watch and take pictures. But Google where they're going. I'm sure something will pop up that you could pre-book. And uh, yeah, do it that way. A lot of times... They'll offer some sort of, not gift card, but like gift certificate for a specific thing because it can be challenging to, without being the person who's booking the trip, to say you will be doing this on this exact date. But there tends to be some alternative way to do that. Or you can even call the place up and say, hey, I want to pay for this for my friend, but I don't know what date. And they'll take your money. They'll gladly take your money and let them schedule it (laughs) We got your money! (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, like, how cool is that, that someone thought about you and where you wanted to go, and they made sure that you got to do something really cool there, like cooking lessons in, I don't know, in Italy, or, you know, what else, a river cruise in the Amazon, a llama um, cuddle fest in Peru. I don't know that's something that you could sign up for. No, I'm just going to find llamas and be like, we're friends now. Or lots of zoos will have special interactive things you can do. And that can definitely be pre-booked. I will take a penguin experience and I will probably cry like Kristen Bell did when she found out that the sloth was coming to her birthday party. I will take one panda cuddle followed by several more panda cuddles. I don't know if they let you interact with pandas. They do at Chengdu. Oh, but that's like the the sanctuary Mm -hmm. thing, isn't it? Yeah. But I don't think they let you do that in the zoos because those are rent-a-pandas. Yes, they are. So back to China we go. But first, penguins. Um, If you want to still be super splashy, a good gift is noise-canceling headphones. And, I mean, depending on how much cash you have to burn, those can be stupid expensive to a little bit more affordable, but still kind of spendy. Yeah. They don't have to be, like, the name brand ones. Because sometimes you're paying a lot more money for the brand than you are for the product. Yeah, but I feel like noise-canceling headphones... They usually top out at three ninety nine, which is admittedly very expensive, but at that price point, they're all extremely high quality. 
Or they should be. Exactly. But, I mean, do your research. You can find some good quality ones without going towards $400. You can get... There's options. Decent ones, but you can't get good ones for below that. You can get some good ones. There's a lot of different options. Don't wear your noise-canceling headphones in grocery stores because when you start walking away and they're still holding the item you purchased, it's really hard to get their attention. And then people think that, like, something bad happened because you're shouting at this person. (laughs) True story. He just had headphones on. He couldn't hear. And I'm like, but I have your product. Come back and take it. (laughs) Another thing you might want to consider is to get them a tablet. Tablets, I think, even the low price point ones are really good now. Like, if... They're just using it to watch videos on a plane because more and more airlines are taking away the seatback screens. Then you don't need something super fancy. Like the Amazon Fire is cheap and good. You don't necessarily need the iPad Pro, which is good, but the cost of a down payment on a car. I assume. Unless again, you have money to burn and you're like, here you are. Or you have money to burn and it's, you know, it's... For someone's flight entertainment, and they also have a creative passion. So maybe they're making those um, cross-stitch patterns to do later on the plane where it's like like a passive-aggressive. Not passive-aggressive. I don't know. There was a photo of an old lady doing cross-stitch on the plane, and I can't remember what she was cross-stitching, but it was hilarious. I've seen one that says, don't mess with me. Cross-stitch is proof that I have the patience to stab something 10,000 times. Oh yeah, there's a lot of good sassy ones, and I keep thinking, like, I need to learn to cross-stitch so I can just do this on a plane. Cross-stitch is super easy. I could absolutely teach you. I've, I've done it. It's just been a long time. I'm rusty, but... Yeah, there's, there's a lot of good ones. Just, you know, cross-stitching thug life with some pretty flowers. I did a cross-stitch a few years ago that was just, you know, when people swap out explicatives for symbols. So it's like at dollar it's sign a form of censoring. Yes, we know. Yeah, I have one of those. But the best part was is that there's a frame around it of daisies. And I counted my rows wrong, so they didn't line up. So it's a half-finished cross-stitch where it's clear that the border doesn't work, and all it says in the middle is fuck. Oh, that's perfect. Right? (laughs) That's perfect. Frame that shit. There we go. Uh, Back on the small items is a cross-stitch pattern with a fun, sassy saying for all their long-flight entertainment. Especially if you don't want people to talk to you. Like, they will not mess with somebody with a needle and a sassy (laughs) cross-stitch. I bet you anything. You know what else we should have put on the small list? Those pictures of outlets to put up in an airport. Oh, the the stickers of outlets. (laughs) So you can really annoy everyone around you. Yeah. Where are we? Okay. Uh, But seriously, on the splasher gift is to offer to take them on a trip, whether near, far. No, you don't want to fill in? No, because I know where you're going with it and I am not indulging you. Wherever you are. I believe that the heart does go on. So I read that and that was instantly the Titanic song in my head. Wow. We need to get you out more often. No, that shit's funny. So a trip does not have to be an expensive trip. It could be a road trip. It could be a day trip. It could be, I don't know, just exploring somewhere nearby that you've never been before. But on the other end of the spectrum, look, if you've got money and you want to take someone on a trip, go for it. Nobody's going to say no to that unless you're creepy and they think you're going to murder them there. But otherwise, nobody's going to go on cruises. (laughs) I mean, if you know someone has a travel passion and you have the means to take them somewhere, that nobody's going to say no to that. It's a good idea. 
I mean, it doesn't even have to be far. It could be someone nearby, but the fact that you're making it like a weekend trip, an overnight trip, and you can cover a good portion of just lodging, it makes it a little bit easier just to be like, yes, let's go, right? Right now, let's go. And yeah, trips don't have to be far for it to be enjoyable or a new experience. No, and if you live in Washington and you've never been to the beach, go to Long Beach. Like, go, it doesn't have to be far. It doesn't have to be expensive. It's just discovering something new and seeing something new is travel. Yep. Leaving your backyard is travel. Yep. Go to the mountain. Trespassing in other people's backyards is travel, but trespassing. Oh. So what you're saying is, is I've been doing a lot of trespassing. Yes, you have. Trash pandas. (laughs) So that is our list. Obviously, this is not a comprehensive list of all the things you can get someone. Are any of our lists ever comprehensive lists of anything, of everything that you could do? Um, no, because we yeah, phoned no. this in. Nah, I'm <laughs> kidding. There's an agenda, but there's no way we could do a comprehensive list because that would be too long and you would get bored and I would run out of jokes. On hour 18, we're just listing like left sock, right sock, right sock, five pairs of underwear, jazz pants, ooh, bedazzlers, travel clogs, travel bedazzler, <laughs> <laughs> travel scrabble. Ooh, travel bananagrams. Oh, that's our last item on the list. Travel bananagrams. That's a very good idea. It actually is. Except if you lose the pieces somewhere, you're going to be so sad. (laughs) There will be no spelling anything with the letter Y in it. Aww. So yeah, hopefully this will give you some good ideas. By the time this episode comes out, we'll be getting down to the wire for Christmas shopping. So So you're welcome, procrastinators. We got you some ideas. Exactly. We got you. Unless you are binging this episode later, in which case hopefully you have much more time to shop for Christmas 2020 and beyond. Well, there's also Valentine's Day, there's birthdays, there's anniversaries, there's Wednesdays. These are not just listed, listed, limited to being holiday gift ideas. But use them whenever you're strapped for ideas. But keep in mind, if you were buying this on a Wednesday or gifting it on a Wednesday, it must be pink. No, you just have to wear pink. Fair enough. If you give this to someone on a Wednesday, you must be wearing pink. Yep, everybody knows that. So I guess that brings us to the tip of the week. Does it? I don't know. Do you want to keep talking about this? (laughs) No, I want to keep listing random things. I want to get to that hour 18 of things. Fingerless gloves. Right, comma, left. Okay, what's the tip of the week? The tip of the week is... If you are going to buy something that is a travel-related gift for someone who travels frequently and knows their travel style well, listen to them. Because if they're a super minimalist traveler, they don't necessarily need or want some of these items on the list. They probably don't want bulkier things like... The travel bedazzler? Travel bedazzler. Or a large reusable water bottle. Mm, Yeah. Gauge what you know about them and make decisions based on that. And I know that can be tricky because if you are not personally traveling with this person, you don't necessarily know these things. And that's when we fall back on gift cards. Let them decide what it is they want. Just give them a jump start on where they might be able to find anything and everything they could want for the travels. Yep. Gift cards were made for the indecisive or the picky. Some people think it's a cop out and it shows that you don't know what the person wants but it's okay to not know exactly what they want and not buy they them something be they don't if want. they're like here's a pizza hut gift card 
You know what I mean? Like certain ones are just like too generic. I didn't really try. But like if you get like certain companies, I think it's one of those like, hey, I know you're going to probably need something. And here's where you like to get your stuff. Have some money there. Yeah. And a thoughtful thing to do is if you know vaguely what you would like to get them, but not the exact make, model, size, whatever. And let's say you get an Amazon gift card for them. Print off a picture of the item you think they would want and say, hey, I'd love for you to have this. Here's a gift card that can cover it. And that way they can see, ah, you thought about it, but you did not do the thing where you buy something. What do you mean you don't like chartreuse sweaters? Let them pick the color yeah. and the size. Maybe they want it to be a little bit looser for all their, you know, flopping around their airplane seat comfort needs. Yeah. And always be hesitant to buy something where sizing is involved. At least that's my personal motto because the potential to offend is always there. Yeah. Whether accidental or you're just trying to be a shit. Yeah. So that's why when I give people gift cards, I generally attach a photo and be like, hey, I saw this and thought of you, but I want to give you the option to choose just in case. Buy gifts. For us. For the love. Oh, yep. Uh, we are also very good gift recipients. If you would like to see our faces light up in surprise and delight, you know on how to podcast. find us. Well, I mean, we would actually like make special occasion recordings for that. Come on. <laughs> don't be a jerk. That's how you don't get gifts. I just like the idea of listening to someone open presents on a podcast. No, I don't want to hear that crinkling. <laughs> Like, you can't see, but I'm smiling real hard. It's a travel bedazzler. <laughs> Guess what Sarah's getting? Ooh. I mean, I love it. sweater. Ooh, a bedazzled chartreuse sweater? You got it, pal. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, December stuff. Don't limit this list to just uh, December stuff. It's cool. Circle back to it before their birthday. Yeah, for sure. Um, are we back next week? I think we have one more episode after this one. Possibly two. Then that's like all of December. We'll figure it out. One or two. Well, anyways, we'll be around uh, again. We'll have a bit of a break in December. But we'll be back. We'll probably have like um, a reflection of the year and things that we're looking forward to. I feel like that's in our future. Are you looking into the crystal ball? I am. I am. And I can't remember the name of the lady in the haunted mansion who was in the crystal ball. Oh, the bride. I wanted to say Madame Tussaud, but that's not right. That's the wax figures. Something the bride. I was going to say something about how her head was in the way, so it wasn't entirely clear, but joke ruined. Uh, oh, I've got a quick crystal ball joke. Oh, good Lord. I'm so sorry, everyone. So I think this is a true story, but someone was shopping at sort of like a witchy occult store and she's buying a crystal ball and the salesperson said, okay, but make sure you always cover it when you're not using it. And the person buying it goes, oh, is that because of the spirits? Like, no, it will burn your shit down. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the spirits will burn your shit down. Well, if you put a giant lens in your house and the light catches it, It'll burn your shit down, but then you get to hunt the ball. Oh, so there were no survivors? (laughs) Not in this That got dark fast. Anyway. (laughs) God, I hope that's true. Uh, yeah. Join us later for more episodes of Travely Adventure Goodness. Get out there, buy some gear if you'd like, and, uh, it's an adventure. So, uh, buy some thoughtful gifts for the traveler in your life. And it could be us, that's fine too. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, bye! Bye! Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. 
Don't forget to tell your friends about us and subscribe so you never miss a thing. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest under C2Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O Unknown. Or you can check us out on our website, www.c2unknown.com. Want to know what we do on our off time? You can find both Sarah and I on Twitter and Instagram. Sarah is at S-A-R underscore S, and I'm at Hooligan Monster on both. We would also love to hear from you. Send us an email with your stories and travel tips to c2unknown at gmail.com. Until then, it's an adventure. Bye!